0: BD4Energy is an EU-funded project with the goal of unlocking and exploiting the economic potential of big data, and by that, present to energy sector stakeholders the opportunity to improve their business operational performance. Together with Massimo Bertoncini, coordinator of the project, and my guest for this episode, we are going to discuss the idea, the approach, and the purpose of the project. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlid & Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU commission funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu, and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Hello Massimo and thank you for being here with me today.
1: Thank you Areti and it's a pleasure for me to be here with you and I'm really happy to have this opportunity just to present what we are doing for the case of the bd for energy project.
0: That's very kind of you and I think uh, it will be an interesting an interesting conversation because the project does have some, uh, let's say, it differentiates from other projects and I think it will be quite interesting to to find out more about it. So would you please let us start? with you describing in a few words the
1: BD4Energy project. Uh, Starting from uh, the basic premise, that nowadays there are a lot of data around us, but especially around the the energy system, and in particular around electricity grids. And uh, this is uh, something that it's around us, but it gives opportunities, new opportunities to energy stakeholders belonging to the energy value chain. But it's been introducing even new challenge. Uh, in some cases, uh, the you know uh, the 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 offering of new or the availability of new data is offering even a new possibility for uh, uh, grid operators and other stakeholders uh, in a way that uh, uh, the electricity grids could become more and more efficient in a landscape where renewable energy, you know, are playing more and more a prominent role. And in that sense, uh, even the unpredictability of the renewable mm-hmm. energy is introducing the strong needs for uh, creating data-driven solutions capable of capturing, managing, ingesting, uh, digesting data in order to deploy a variety of new services, data-driven services, to any stakeholders belonging to the energy value chain. Uh, comes to coming just to uh, precisely to uh, your question. Uh, I have to say that uh, in a nutshell, the project has developed a three-layered technological framework which allow energy stakeholders to improve their operational business through uh, either reducing costs in terms of increasing performance uh, or increasing their efficiency and slash, or we could say, even providing new services or offering a an extended range in their portfolio of innovative services, or a combination of the above. And in particular, what we have developed, just considering that uh, we are uh, in the um, third life, in the third year of our life, so the project will be concluding in December of this year, so technologies are quite mature, we could say. In that sense, what we developed so far is a three-layered or open technological framework, which allow even a scalable incremental capability to capture, manage, govern uh, even a huge variety of heterogeneous energy data. So this is the first enabling technological stack which we developed. Second layer is related just to the analytic uh, Toolbox for so one specific tool which is capable to capture data and just to digest and to uh, derive and to deploy a large number of uh, analytics, so big data analytics. And last but not least, the upper layer is the one related just to what we call participatory marketplace. It's an energy blockchain-based marketplace, which data sharing could be negotiated and the novelty is that it could be even traded and rewarded not only via financial benefit, but especially via even non-financial incentives. Just to make an example. Uh, You can uh, have the permission from your customers as an utility just to get uh, one year or two years of uh, energy data consumption at home. And you could be rewarded, for instance, from the same utility offering to them one year of uh, free maintenance of your heat pump of your boiler at home. So you can see how this could be even uh, attractive for, uh, you know, creating really a consumer centric energy systems. So this is in a nutshell, just to illustrate what we uh, are finalizing during these months, and uh, how the BD for energy structured from the technological perspective.
0: Yes, very heavy on the technological slash di- uh, digital uh, side. This project, which uh, which makes it uh, quite important, especially for the Commission now with the set plan and everything. So. If I had to, to guess, I would say that the needs of the energy grid that it's covering are more on the tech and DG side. Uh, would you agree? What would you say? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I strongly agree with what you were saying or mentioning before. And in particular, uh, I like just to, to pinpoint the fact that in our understanding, uh, as I were, was already anticipating during just the first, uh, you know, answering to the first uh, question, uh, the electricity grids, so for the time being, is strongly confirmed by this opportunity to to have a, a more efficient and, in particular, a, a greener energy system, which is mostly driven by the uh, increasing penetration and integration of renewable energy. In that sense. Uh, renewable energy, by de- by definition, are more and more unpredictable, at least uh, those one coming from the sun and from the wind. And in that sense, uh, uh, energy value chain operators and stakeholders need to, to, to have in their hands a powerful tool based on data in order to better manage all these systems. This is something which, uh, for us, it will be important to, to be understood as one of the major, I would say, needs of the of the energy grids. In that sense, uh, even there is uh, in a, according to us even uh, uh, another, I would say lever that would be considered. In, uh, in in the majority of the case, electricity systems uh, is uh, something which covers all the energy systems. but we should not forget that uh, we are having even gas, we can have even heat, so we can have even you know, different commodities. And in that sense, you can have even data coming uh, or captured from you know the operation of, of these operators belonging to energy but non-electrical value chain. And in that sense, bring all this data and creating new services at the interplay of different energy commodities, having in mind, however, the overarching system level. Efficiency of the overall energy systems, this is something that we are perceiving as a strong need, not only of the uh, electricity grids, but of the overarching energy system as a whole.
0: Exactly, I couldn't agree more, and we should look at it not only uh, in uh, an electricity related yeah. point of view, but an overall exactly as you said. And who is
1: involved uh, Massimo in the project? Yes, just to to try to be as much as possible, uh, I would say, to try to have uh, more and more impact and uh, to achieve really widespread impacts, we decided for me for coordinating this so. <laughs> A large consortium to incorporate in our consortium 35 partners. 35 partners is, is a really huge number of yes, partners it is. from one side. But on the other side, is, it is offering us the possibility for uh, you know, understanding the perspective of very different operators. And in that sense, uh, in our consortium, uh, we have a huge representation of the traditional TSO and DSO, for power network operators but even uh, uh, free market operators like uh, aggregators or, or flexibility service providers, storage service provider, uh, building managers, if you want. So covering as much as possible the energy value chain. In addition to this, and this is even, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the major innovations that we are pushing, uh, we are really looking at the cross as cross-dimensional you know, uh, I would say perspective. So in that sense, uh, having even interaction uh, with the non-energy sector like e-mobility, it is something that we are doing. In that respect, we are having even e-mobility solution provider or fleet provider in order just to to, to come up with new, uh, I would say, data-driven cross- sector service, which could be uh, giving benefits not only to power network co aggregators, but even on the other side of the coin, just to uh, mobility operators. So this is even uh, the reason why we decided just to, to have on board so many uh, partners. And of course, uh, beyond this uh, co- widespread coverage of energy and energy value chain, Uh, We have even uh, a number of representatives well covering even the data value chain because at the very end of the story, this is a project which brings together the digital and the energy, you know, perspective. And in that sense, not only having uh, big ICT players, but even having SMA, which are focused on, uh, on a niche market, just make an example of integration of uh, weather forecasting or, or, you know, of geographical imagery, because uh, we are able to provide services integrating vast categories of heterogeneous data in our projects.
0: So quite the task coordinating that many <laughs> and so different entities uh, and organizations. Yeah, well, uh, who is the target audience of the of the project?
1: This uh, is directly connected, I would say, just to to what we uh, what we uh, said before. In that respect, our major audience is the both the energy and data value chain. I would say, uh, energy in the sense that we can provide. So we are deploying analytics services, big data-driven analytics services to be uh, piloted, tested, used reused and or adapted for other similar typologies of stakeholders, in particular, TSO, DSO, or or aggregators from one side. But even we are offering the possibility, thanks to our full interoperable uh, and open architecture, just to to give the necessary space to apps developers, or IT solution providers, which would be uh, likely just to develop their own new analytics services, and just to bring to our workbench to be reused even by uh, our comfort or even by our uh, you know evolving ecosystem. So uh, what, what we like in this project is that it is not a closed environment, but it's totally open environment. And that is something uh, which where we are strongly you know pushing, in order to create a wide esp- impact in terms of the uh, you know, exploitation of our solution.
0: Exactly. It is quite wide. And from what you described to me right now, it has a wide audience, it has a wide, a big consortium and everything, but it is, at the end of the day, a, a, a technological and, dig- and digital uh, solution, let's say. Yeah. And as such, depends a lot on data, big data. So I would like to ask you at this point, which, according to, to, to you, are the main challenges that big data bring to the energy sector and how is BD for energy uh, going to help the sector overcome them?
1: Yeah, yeah. In that respect, of course, uh, having just to deal with uh, uh, big data, it is uh, something which was uh, quite unusual, even for the energy stakeholders till a uh, couple of years ago. So for them, it's totally new. And uh, uh, what we uh, learn, even from our life interaction with energy players from our project, is that there are a number of challenges just typically to deal with. First of all, the technical dimension of the interoperability. So the topics of data formats, uh, API, or you know things of metadata or semantic interoperability, it is something which uh, becomes vital in order just to increase the capability to, to federate new typologies of data, especially in the light of looking at this cross-stakeholder angles, which brings new data models from uh, other energy non-electrical sectors, like sector coupling, or even uh, uh, considering sector like building for all-electric mobility. So this is the first challenge which uh, we uh, uh, we were dealing with second challenge is that uh, as typically it happens in uh, all the sector but in particular the electricity sector which is a you know a critical one is that uh, normally people and organizations are really reluctant to share data so this is one of the major problems which we can see <laughs> in all these typologies of digitization projects uh, applied to the energy sector even because the regulation is not in favor normally of this. So, the second challenge for us will be just to try to provide uh, some enabling technologies which are able just to, uh, if not totally overcome, but just to manage in an appropriate way, just to. Uh, to, uh, to provide, to, to increase the trust, and to, to try to avoid as much, or to minimize as much as possible just the, the reluctance of this operator to share data. and In that respect, uh, we are, you know, utilizing the inspiring principle and the architecture coming from the uh, leading-edge European-level uh, initiative like uh, international data space of Gaia X in particular, just the tools like user access control, where you can uh, uh, take under control your data and any unauthorized access to the data and declare from the very beginning to, to with which you would like to share your data. Third aspect, uh, which we consider just uh, one of the main challenge is just the, I would say, Uh, The the real capability, uh, the scalable capability to manage big data, because it is uh, exactly something which is new, and in that respect, to manage uh, enormous uh, amount uh, of datasets, it is not trivial. In that sense, uh, one of our overarching results is just the capability for managing in an appropriate way uh, scalability of the data governance and data and, and, and data management. Last but not least, as I mentioned before, uh, another challenge uh, is just the capability of uh, of, of uh, realistically go towards what we call the human in the loop. Uh, to have really uh, energy consumption to to keep energy consumption in the hands of the consumer, it's a one uh, uh, political mandate. It's hot topics in the in the strategic agenda of the European Commission, but it is hard to realize. In that sense, what we did with respect to this challenge is just effort to provide to deploy this marketplace where people is strongly incentivized not to to have small, or, you know. Not significant financial incentives, but to participate because they can gain substantial benefits. Eventually, non-financial. I mentioned just the, the maintenance. You can uh, you can think to, to to other incentive like a prioritization of the recharging station when you come back to home, for instance. So there are a number of potential incentives that we are studying in order just to convince people to to be uh, part of this. Uh, uh, i would say uh, landscape
0: good luck with that i would say especially <laughs> when it comes to to giving giving up the uh, data um i would like here to 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 go a little bit to discuss a little bit yeah. the pilots of the of the project now while i was uh, reading about the the project and doing my research i i came across those pilots that are 12 that are very big and yeah. this was quite surprising because yes, other projects also have uh, can have a, a, quite a good number of pilots, but not to that extent. So yours has 12 large pilots in eight different countries. What yeah. is their focus and which are the most important so far lessons learned from them?
1: Yeah. Uh, when we uh, define this project, we define the job to on board uh, very different categories of stakeholders and pilots, just just to demonstrate the capability of the proposed solution in a large variety of different uh, situations. And uh, we came to the conclusion that uh, having uh, this large number of pilots will be accommodating as much as possible our needs that we were willing to demonstrate. Our 12 uh, pilots, are clustered in three different groups of categories. So we are having a first group, which we call in our jargon BD4NATS, which is tailored just to deploy predictive analytics for uh, increasing uh, the reliability and the efficiency of the network itself. So in a nutshell, there are a number of pilots looking at analytics uh, uh, I'm uh, to be centered on the needs of the of the grid assets. So or you could see substations. So for instance, we are having in Italy uh, some analytics and one field pilot looking uh, uh, at integrating audio signals for the you know consumption prediction in order to see uh, or to predict the uh, degradation and the end of life for a substation. So it's typically one strong problem, serious problem devoted just to power network operators. So in this category, we are having four pilots with uh, two DSOs and two TSOs. So centred on uh, topics related just to, 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 to power network oper- operators. The second category, which we call in our journal, we call the BD for DER, so for that, it is something, uh, it is grouping, Uh, four pilots which looks uh, at the perspective uh, of the behind the meter so the focus is not anymore on the grid assets but on uh, assets which are uh, not owned by grid operator by or by the but are owned uh, and operated eventually or cooperated by even free commercial operators like like aggregator for local energy communities and so it's uh, nicely complementing uh, the first categories of pilots in, in the sense that here we are looking on uh, how a consumer-centric system could be uh, really interacting, a uh, uh, really in, in improving, whereas duly integrated the operational performance uh, of the electrical energy system. So that's the reason why we have involved the one big aggregator-centric in Belgium. Mm-hmm. We are having even uh, one uh, local energy communities looking at the interaction between electricity, electric mobility and water in, in, your, uh, in your country, for so in Tilos, a very nice island, a small island. Uh, we are having even one power market operator coordinating all this uh, you know, exchange of power. And we are having even one renewable energy park in, uh, in, uh, in Portugal as additional pilot belonging to this category. The third and last categories is called in our jargon bd4nf and it's uh, focused on uh, building and uh, the risking of investment in energy efficiency so it's a bit different from uh, from uh, from, the, from the former ones but we strongly believe that even the building sector Uh, which is uh, one uh, of the major consumers uh, of energy, of electricity, should be to some extent involved in this perspective in order to validate innovative services, not only uh, belonging just to the operation of buildings, but even belonging just to the investment planning for energy efficiency. That's the reason why in this group uh, we have one local municipality in Spain, we are having uh, one investment funds uh, for uh, uh, refurbishment of buildings in uh, in Latvia, and we are having even a district heating operator like uh, very big like Veolia uh, in uh, in Spain as well. So these are the you know the the the, yeah. the, the description of the twelve pilots. As lesson learned, uh, what uh, um, I would like just to bring to our table is that normally. People is interested to have uh, to to make their life simple. So this is something that uh, we really learned and that's the reason why uh, we try just to to bring uh, to to the pilot's uh, owner and operator even some specific tools accompanied by even workshop, either hybrid or either by team for virtual or even in presence providing them even some specific semi-automatic tool for onboarding their data. And this, is, this was great because this is something that in this big project is getting low. So normally people is interested just to develop their own solution, this framework, uh, this interoperability uh, management tools, but uh, very few people is interested just to, 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 to facilitate life uh, of the energy stakeholders. So this is the lesson we learned, and we decided just to to, uh, to to develop this add-on, this onboarding tool for facilitating life of the you know of the of, of pilot operators. And second lesson learned, people at very beginning was not only reluctant but was not able to to understand the potential of data sharing because this is at the very end of the story. Uh, one project which is centered on, uh, you know, on having data sharing of, as the principal fuel for uh, creating this data-driven ecosystems. If nobody sharing is willing to share data, you cannot demonstrate anything. And in that respect, that's the reason why we uh, accompany this marketplace, this blockchain marketplace, with a number of scenarios. Uh, which we discussed even with stakeholders just to demonstrate what and how they could be uh, getting benefit from data sharing with other similar uh, stakeholders or with different stakeholders. And I have to say that uh, it was particularly and highly appreciated in order just to, to stimulate their capability of understanding the potential for data sharing. That's good to
0: to know. That's good to hear. Uh, and uh, yes, data sharing is always a challenge, as is regulation. Yeah. So, how do you tackle the issue of local rules and and regulations, which might be different from country to country, even within the union? And
1: you have eight countries to <laughs> to play with. Yeah, 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 But when you come to regulation, uh, normally it is a critical issue. So we did not want to 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 to, to invent anything or reinvent the wheel. Uh, we have even in our consortium uh, big association like NFOE for, uh, you know, transmission system operators. Uh, but uh, uh, the way through which we uh, are dealing with the problem of this heterogeneity, I would say, of the regulation in place is that uh, we uh, were trying just to successfully implement a technological, I would say tools, as I mentioned it before, which we called like a user access control. So this technological tool is able to any stakeholders just to define its own proper rule for sharing data, for accessing data, for checking, or for having the full control of data. So in that respect, we are not, uh, uh, you know, providing or, or proposing a new regulation. What we did is that to try just to implement in an authentic way, because anybody having a proper regulation could be even uh, nicely using our technological tools in order just to implement the regulation they have. So uh, this is uh, one one important thing. Second things which we did is that uh, uh, during the, the the latest stage of the project in the coming months we are trying just to bring together, uh, you know, energy. Uh, regulations, particularly grid uh, uh, regulation, together with the data value chain uh, um, uh, regulation. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, when you come to this intersection, we have to think uh, what are the implications, for instance, of data governance act, act into just the, the, the typical regulations pushed um, in in the energy grids. And to try to see how the, these two different waves or two different angles of different regulation could be coefficient or not. So this is something that's uh, it's still uh, I would say uh, ongoing, and uh, the expect the expectation for us will be just to bring together, uh, you know, regulators and to see how, for instance, these data governance acts. Uh, which is not vertical to energy, it is cross-cutting on any digitization projects, could be even, uh, uh, I would say, um, uh, matched uh, with uh, uh, energy regulation, with the grid regulation, in order to see if there are uh, new, I would say, uh, articles of for, for modification of regulation, of the energy regulation, uh, which would be eventually to be incorporated in order just to stimulate and in order to, to really uh, allow energy operators and, and data service providers just to uh, concretize the benefit, the operational and efficient benefit for the energy grids. But this is something which is really magmatic for the time being and uh, I'm not excluding any full price in the coming months.
0: Is there anything, however, that the Commission and the local authorities uh, could do uh, to help uh, BD4Energy or similar projects uh, achieve their goals?
1: Uh, To be honest, uh, I would say that uh, the the European Commission is quite active in promoting the data sharing uh, uh, benefits for the energy stakeholders. uh, it is one with, of their, their most important yeah. points, to be honest, for, instance, for the past yeah. years. Yeah. Exactly. For instance, we are actively, and myself and even our key, key person in the project, we are participating directly to the harmonization initiatives like bridge data management group or business group, uh, promoting a win-win contribution and interaction with similar projects and even under the coordination of European Commission. And the same we are doing even in the Smart Grid the Technological Platform in the working group four on the digitization. Uh, there is in the pipeline a new uh, policy recommendation paper for data sharing energy data space. Just this morning we gave our contribution. And at the same time, there are even uh, uh, less energy vertical. Uh, efforts like uh, Big Data Value Association or uh, GAIA-X, where there is a a strong emphasis on the energy vertical as well. So in that sense, uh, uh, I believe that European Commission is really, really doing uh, uh, its own best in order to promote uh, not a fragmentation, but on the other way around, normal an, an harmonization between different solutions proposed by not only BD for energy, but even by other uh, uh, peer projects. and this is extremely important. From the perspective of local community, uh, from the perspective of the local authorities, I would say that uh, at least for the case of BD for energy, I'm quite happy personally in consortium why. The reason why is that uh, in uh, in our consortium, uh, we have even uh, one very active Spanish municipality acting as pilot owner for bringing uh, the municipality building as the test case, but even uh, uh, carrying out strong dissemination and engagement activities. And they are part of uh, Green Cities network. Uh, Our uh, interaction is not only on on this individual local uh, municipality, but uh, we are even uh, uh, well represented indirectly even uh, in different uh, municipality associations of green cities uh, at European level. In other case, like in the case of this of the steel of small island in Greece, mm-hmm. there is a local community so directly engaged via the, the local municipality, which is quite active as well. For the pilot was already awarded some years ago in a specific project, and now they are extending their work in order just to bring interaction with electric mobility and, and, and with water and even with the heat pumps for, for cooling in summer and uh, the, uh, the, the local community is directly engaged by, uh, by the local municipality. Last but not least, another example, if this Italian utility of maternity, I mentioned it before, one of the pilot, one of the youth case, which is co-owned by local municipality, which is historically very active in promoting social engagement of the people. They are recently created and set up even a local communities from the perspective of the of the smart consumption, so how to say that at least for the case of the beautiful for energy, from the very beginning, we try just to to have uh, um, to to secure the facilitator role of the uh, of the local authorities, and this is something that uh, is going on uh, at the level of the expectation, I would say.
0: It's always uh, good to hear that uh, local and EU authorities are doing what uh, what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm sure that they will be happy to hear it also. Uh, and uh, thank you for promoting uh, t- uh, Tilos, the island uh, from my country, which is quite famous in the energy yeah. sector. Yeah. Massimo, thank you very much for this uh, very, thank very you. interesting thank conversation.
1: Thank you, Arendt. It was really a pleasure for me once more to say just to be with you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe and you can access our other episodes too. I'm Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us.